Inflation in the U.S. and elsewhere slows. The U.S. Senate passes a stopgap bill to avert a government shutdown this week that Joe Biden will likely sign in the next few hours. And equities in the U.S. consolidate gains near their year-to-date highs as some investors start warning that the Federal Reserve's rate cut bets may be overblown. So welcome. This is Swiss Codes Daily Market Talk. So yesterday was mostly about digesting Tuesday's softer-than-expected CPI data from the U.S., feeling the relief that the U.S. Senate passed a stopgap spending bill to avert a government shutdown by the end of this week, and also welcoming a softer-than-expected producer price inflation data from the U.S., and also a softer-than-expected decline in the U.S. retail sales. So all this came to support the idea that, yes, the U.S. economy is probably slowing, but but it is slowing slowly, while inflation in the US and around the world is easing at a satisfactory pace. And the sweet mix of the recent economic data backs the idea that the Federal Reserve could really, really achieve what they call a soft landing in the economy following an aggressive monetary policy tightening over the past year and a half and even more. And more importantly, more importantly, just stop hiking the interest rates. So this is the conclusion of this week so far. So remember, we started this week with around a 85% chance given to a no rate hike for the Federal Reserve's December monetary policy meeting. And that probability now stands at 100%. So at this point, investors are 100% sure that the Fed won't hike the interest rates in December. They are 100% sure that the Fed won't hike the interest rates in January. There is more than a quarter of a chance for a rate cut to be announced by March next year. So this is what UBS thinks, remember? We talked about it a bit earlier this week. And the market pricing now suggests that there is a higher chance for a rate cut to happen in the Federal Reserve's May meeting next year. Than otherwise to tell you how the landscape changed in the start of this week in terms of Fed expectations. Investors literally threw the Federal Reserve's higher for longer range mantra out of the window this week. All they can think of right now is the first rate cut and when is that going to happen? So this is giving a great, great energy to financial markets, of course, around the world because let's be honest. Since the start of this monetary policy tightening cycle in the US and in the world, the only thing that we could think of was when the hikes would stop and when the rate cuts would begin again. And now that the economic indicators, especially inflation, are flashing green, well, the excitement is at its stop in the investment community. So the worry is that, in all this, where we are right now is certainly and probably as good as it gets in terms of Fed optimism. Because, because we actually know that if the markets go faster than the music, then the Federal Reserve must come down 
down the game by, well, a tough talk in terms of monetary policy and, if needed, by more action on the race front. So someone at PINCO, for example, warned the markets that the bond market is actually at risk of leaning too heavily toward rate cuts next year, which may not happen. While the Fed's Mary Daly expressed her concerns about the Fed's credibility if it declared victory over inflation prematurely. And we all know that credibility is the most important tool that a central bank and a central banker has. Because when the credibility is broken, well, there is nothing to break. Therefore, I believe that the US two-year yield may have hit a bottom at the 4.80% level and should be headed back toward the 5% level in the coming weeks. The US 10-year yield should hold ground about the 4.5% level. And as per equities, well, the direction is uh, mostly unclear to everyone, to be honest with you. But the recent dovish shift in the Federal Reserve expectations and the dropping yields as a result of it obviously gave a great great energy boost to the U.S. stocks over the past couple of weeks. The S&P 500 jumped more than 10% since the end of October and consolidated its gains at the highest levels that we've seen since September this year, whereas the rate-sensitive Nasdaq 100 index is now flirting with the highest levels that we saw since this summer. And even the smaller stocks are confident that something good is happening or is about to happen right now. The rest 2000 index, for example, is having a blast as well since its October dip. The index rallied almost 12% in just three weeks. It pulled out the 50-day moving average and the major 38.2% Fibonacci retracement and consolidates gains in the medium-term bullish consolidation zone since yesterday. And well, it does have potential to extend gains if all goes well. And as equities move higher, some investors prefer to exit their short positions, and that's also adding to the positive pressure that we see in stock prices these days. The 13F filing, on the other hand, showed that the big shorts Michael Burry, you know, who has been waiting for the mother of all crashes to end the greatest speculative bubble of all time, while he exited 1.6 billion US dollar worth of short bets against SPDR's S&P 500. ETF and Invesco's triple Q trust. But, but he apparently began betting now against well, semiconductor stocks, and that including NVIDIA. Yes, NVIDIA. And NVIDIA, in its end, is flirting with its all-time high levels near the $500 per share level. And obviously, a quick glance at NVIDIA's long-term price chart clearly, clearly suggests that the chances are that we are indeed in the middle of an AI-led bubble and that the exponential move cannot extend infinitely because yes, AI is boosting NVIDIA's revenue and profits these days, but the revenues that will flow into the pockets of NVIDIA thanks to the AI are already mostly embedded in the NVIDIA's share price and we will likely see this price bubble burst one day. But there are two things that are very important that you should keep in mind when you bet against a price bubble. One, a bubble is a bubble only when it bursts. So it's a bit like you are innocent until you are proven guilty. And two, 
Well, you can actually wait a while and a long while before the market and investors come back to their senses. And for now, we should admit that we are, for Nvidia, in the middle of a euphoria that started just at the beginning of this year, remember, with the chat GPT. And Nvidia itself is in the middle of making eye-popping predictions about its revenue and beating them. And in numbers, Nvidia actually predicts a revenue of 16 billion US dollars in the third quarter of this year. That's 10 billion US dollars more compared to the third quarter of last year. And last time, they actually predicted a huge jump in their revenue. And that was just the last quarter, remember? Many people, many people and that, including myself, didn't believe them. And what happened after that? Well, they actually managed to beat their incredible earnings expectation and they grew by more than 100%. Now, the only thing that could go wrong for Nvidia in the foreseeable future is the worsening relations between the US and China, the US extension of curbs to the chips that the company is allowed to export to China. So those are a drag on the company's revenue and the revenue expectations. But, but we will see whether they had a material impact impact on the company's third quarter revenue. Now, I won't talk too early before seeing the results. Nvidia is expected to release its latest quarterly earnings on November 21st. Now, on the political scene, now that we're talking about politics, this week's meeting between the President Joe Biden and Xi Jinping carried hope that these high-level communications between the US and China could actually help melting ice between the two countries. There has apparently been some real progress in restoring military communication and foreign policy between the two giants. Then, Joe Biden said that Xi Jinping is a dictator. So this is all for today. I'm Ipekos Kardeshkaya and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your beautiful and supportive comments. I hope this episode of Market Talk has been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual. And follow us on Instagram, on X and on LinkedIn for regular market updates and subscribe to our YouTube channel for daily market comments and please do not forget to hit the like button on these videos to let us know that you enjoy them. I will meet you again tomorrow and until then, good day trading.